0: we're back for another great episode of Dan on Top. I'm your host Dan Lukowitz and today we've got the boys from Cali, co-founders and partners at Cotegridge, William Rodriguez and Sean Jones. How are you guys doing?
1: Good, good. Good Good good
0: Hey, thanks for joining us, William. I really appreciate you coming on the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, Sean, same to you. I appreciate it.
1: No, thank you. Thank you for having us. We'll yeah, appreciate
0: it. it's going to be a good time. We'll have some fun. We might break out some freestyle jams. We'll have to see, but Ooh, uh, we have to.
2: at the very That's least, much. we're
0: going to cover some interesting territory and add some value <laughs> to our viewers. So let's just jump right into it. I've got both of you, so we're going to have to kind of, you know, play it in a in a, in a smooth way. But but first, William, tell everybody yeah. who William Rodriguez yeah. is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Great. So I started actually my career in transportation. It's something uh, different, of course, but um, I started when I was 19 doing sales. Um, then I moved to do operations for the station. Then I moved to um, another company, uh, a start- startup division for a Fortune 500 company, later acquired by Mitsubishi. And I was responsible to uh, grow the, the sales portfolio, and that was that was really cool. I feel like that wasn't like my niche um i was always uh you know striving for something better and i just couldn't find it couldn't really find my rhythm couldn't really find my passion um until a couple of years later that i connected with uh my mentor owen he took me under his wing and that's when he said hey, hey man you should get into real estate i'm like yeah I, I think i should but i wasn't really drawn to selling houses or anything of that so i was like yeah but i don't know how that looks like yet um Not shortly after I met John uh Mr. Mr. Jones, John. And that's when, you know, he told me about notes and I was like, you know what, that's something different. That's something unique. I haven't heard of it. And let let's uh let's explore to see how we could do something together. And that's when for me I was really exposed to notes. And that's when I decided to quit my job and go all in.
0: Awesome. Very good. I I always love when I hear people who are searching, and then they find their passion, especially in real estate, and they dive in with both feet. So hey, Mr. Jones, tell us about Mr. Jones. Who is Sean Jones?
1: Yeah, um, I started, I've done a lot of different things, but my longest career, I was with a one of the major communications companies out there for about 18 years. Um, I went from marketing, I went through sales, I went through customer service, I did corporate B2B. I've, I've done a lot of things on the business side of things, but it was I was always looking for something different. Um, I always wanted to get into real estate, so I decided to get my real estate license, but it just felt like another grind, like uh, just like any other sales job, you know? And so I was like, you know, I'm looking for more like digital income, looking for, you know, that security and to get into business and, Sitting down with one of my mentors, which is um, in this business in the note business, um, he was also my first real estate broker, Desi. He actually started talking to me about notes. Um, he had been in real estate for over thirty years. He had been a landlord. He had sold property. He's you know, done flips. He did a lot of things in real estate. But he was saying that you know a year before we or a couple of years before we met, um, about well, about ten years before we met. He got rid of all of his real estate and learned how to become the bank. And when he said he learned how to become the bank, that was that caught my attention. I was like, what do you mean? So he began to teach me about notes. He began to talk to me about notes. And and I understood because, you know, everyone's had a car payment. I, used, I had a house payment, you know, house mortgage. So I'm like, wait a minute. So the banks really never lose because they always have collateral. So that's when I was like, okay, you know, I need to get into this thing full-time. So I decided to walk away from that corporate job. It was paying really well, but I was like, you know what? It's time to do something different.
0: Awesome. And I assume both of you are very happy and feel you're better off for those decisions.
2: Oh, yeah, sure. big time. Awesome. Yeah, I just felt like I was always boxed in. It's like, hey, I want to do all this. I want to go to a networking event. I want to do a video. I, mean, I want to plan for uh, the marketing campaign. Goes, no, actually, that's not your department. I'm like, no, no, but you don't get it. is the next big thing. No, 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 no. Like, you can do that later. Focus on this. I'm like, really? Wow. So I always felt like I was always boxing. not i not a guy that lives in a box. So I'm usually a go-getter, you know, kind of like Dan, right? Go, 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 go. Action, baby. Come on.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you yeah. go. So there's and very similar, yeah. Ahead, yeah, Sean. very
1: similar to me. It's like I, I just I, – I couldn't find myself because it, it's like, you know, I, had, I was doing training, I was doing all these different things, and when I bring up suggestions from my, uh, my management team, it's like, okay, let's do it this way, let's do it that way, you know, because this makes more sense. No, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. But then later on down the line, it was like, oh, what was that idea? Oh, okay, now that what you said was failed, so I'm like, you know what, I, I have to do something different
0: awesome yeah. sounds like you guys both appreciate the fact that you can take your tenacity and your your go-getterness if you will and be able to put it uh, to work in ways that that you know will be beneficial as opposed to being stuck in that box as box as will had said so look yeah. one of the great things about commercial real estate or real estate in general is that there's so many different facets right so many things you can specialize in and here on our show on Dan on top we've released 60 plus episodes. We have not had one single expert on notes. So I want to give you guys back the floor. Tell our viewers what exactly is note investing.
1: Overall, note investing is you're, you're becoming the bank. Everyone knows what it means to pay a mortgage, even in commercial real estate. You know, most of the guys, when they buy commercial real estate, they come and they put 20, 30% down, but then they have to pay a mortgage on that property yeah. every month. That's where we're we're on that side of it. We're the side of the paper. We're the ones collecting the mortgage payments, the principal to interest. Um, more note investing is when I found it and when I really understood it. I'm like, man, the banks are in a position to where they control the property, but they have they don't have to do anything with the property. They don't have to worry about maintenance. They don't have to worry about tenants and toilets. They're just sitting back and collecting payments and if you don't pay what's my security is the property sure so i like i like being in that position so that's note investing in a in a nutshell in a small scale
2: yeah and we always tell people people are like how, how do i get into note investing and i always tell them you're already in the note space you're mm-hmm. just in the borrowing side and a lot of people don't understand like, what do you mean like i could be in the other side the lending side i'm like of course that's how banks make their money what do you think they do? They don't flip houses. They don't rent them out. All they do is no, not investing. And that's what we want to specialize. And that's why we built our our um, company. After that, it's like the banks do that. Okay, let's model after that. If the banks don't do that, you know what? Let's tweak it, but we're still gonna model after you know how the banks operate.
0: Sure. So, you know, I think most people are familiar with the different processes in other forms of real estate investing, right? Buy a house, renovate the house, resell the house, right? Buy an apartment complex, renovate the apartment complex, sell it, or cash flow it. Yeah. Walk me through the process of note investing from your perspective.
2: How do you do it? What does that look like?
1: You want to go ahead and grab that one?
2: Yeah, yeah. So first of all, we look at the same thing like you would, you know, in a buying a property, right? Make sure it's in a good area. Make sure it has good value. We look at the exact same thing. So when we do that, um, we want to make sure, like, hey, what what's the balance on this on this home, right? And then from there, we always try to buy it at a discount, right? The discount's going to vary depending on a few factors, um, but we never want to pay what's owed, right? So now we go up to the lender, right? It could be a bank, small investor, a hedge fund, and then we'll pay them the cash. Then we actually take that note under our belt and then collect the principal and interest. We have a servicing company as well. that takes care of all the billing, all the reporting and everything. So all we actually do is just collect a a check. So, and that's for more of a performing note. A non-performing note is a little more complicated. Yeah, but a, there's a bigger yeah. so let's say a performing mm-hmm. note will get a let's say five to ten percent discount right with the non-performing we see notes that go at a discount of 50 60 cents on a dollar mm-hmm. right and if you buy a bigger book that means the bigger discount right so it's just depending on people's strategy some people are like hey, i just want to collect the cash flow i just want to make sure i get a return the first month coming in Okay, maybe a performing note's more suited for you. But there's there's another person like you know what I like a little bit of risk, more work. Um, let's go after the bigger discount. Then we turn them into the non-performing because they could get a better return. So it just depends on the individual. But in both ways, yeah. you could. And it,
1: yeah, and for us, it just depends on our our risk. What we're what we're um, looking to do. You know, we buy performing and non-performing notes. Um and there's value in both of them because of the security of the of the property, whatever that property is, yeah. whether it be a commercial, multifamily, single family home. So there's notes and if there's you know, real estate out there, someone has a note, has a mortgage on it, and they're paying someone. There's a note on it. So.
2: And at the end of the day, the worst case scenario, for else, right? The worst case scenario is you become a landlord. Right. And that's what most Real estate investors want to be the landlord so they can rent it out, so they can, eat, whatever the case. But that's what I tell our investors. That's the worst case scenario.
0: Okay, so I got it. With a performing note, right, you're knocking out the lender. You're getting a small discount, like you said, 5 or 10%. And now you're replacing the lender and you're collecting that Mortgage payment, right? That principal and that interest. With a non-performing note, you're getting a significant dis- discount. You mentioned. So, what are the next mm-hmm. steps? I assume with a non-performing note, they're not paying. So, once you take possession of that note, what are the next steps?
1: You know, in in our model, our goal is to get the the uh, borrower performing. You know, there's usually a reason. There's there's different case scenarios, and if it's a single family home, there could be a debt in the family. It could be medical, they lost a job, we want to, we take it from more of a personal aspect and find out what's what's the problem and how can we help solve it and how can we work together to make it a win-win for both of us. So a lot of people think that lenders that buy non-performing notes, everyone wants to just take the property from you. I mean, that is some people's strategy because depending on how far behind you are, uh, they don't think that there's a even a possibility of getting that okay. thing reperformed but we know there's a possibility in all things that we can work out something you know and if we can't work out something then you know our next step is to discuss that and say you know can we work out something where you away from the property it doesn't affect your credit um or if that if that's not an option then we have to go through the legal the legal channels and you know, go through the normal foreclosure sure. process. But we try, we try to avoid that.
0: Sure. Yeah. So you're actually reaching out to the mortgagee and you're yeah. trying to come mm-hmm. up with an amicable solution for everybody.
1: Exactly.
2: Because at the end of the day, banks don't have the capacity to do that. And we've seen 10 years ago that foreclosure rates were over 20%. And that's why the secondary market opened up. They're like, you know what, let's just make this viable for everybody. Not just the big hedge funds and in insurance companies. So now, for when we buy it, we get them more one-on-one with the uh, with the borrower, right? opposed to like you know somebody trying to call Bank of America and explain, hey, I just lost my job. I just need two more months to to catch up. I mean, sure, that's not an easy process, right?
0: Sure, sure. So now, once you let's say let's go back to that non-performing note, right? Because we mentioned performing notes and non-performing notes. I got a little idea in my head. I want to run by you guys? Let's say you take those non-performing notes and you turn them into performing notes. Can you now, so to speak, flip that note and sell it as a, a performing note? Of for course, sure. yeah.
2: That, that's what you. Uh, if that's part of your strategy going in, then that's what we're gonna, you know, analyze and then go from there. Uh, some people just get it to perform again. Maybe a year, then set it off two years or just right away. It's just depending, right? The more the, the note has more seasoning, seasoning means they're, they're actually paying, right? Uh, the more value that note is. Sure. right? So they're just paying for months. It might be different than two years, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of hard to think at. But yeah, everyone's strategy is going to be different. And for us, too, sometimes we do want to flip it, but sometimes we want to keep it maybe for. Three years, well, hey, some of them go up to 30 years. And that's a good strategy as well. You can't go wrong with
0: that. Sure. So, Will, you mentioned about the foreclosure crisis of, you know, 12, 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. We're in an interesting time right now. You know, 2020 came with it. A lot of different mortgage abatements and rent abatements and eviction moratoriums. How did all that that occurred in 2020 affect your business?
2: For For us, it actually Go
1: ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So, like
2: I said, um, it, it didn't really affect our business necessarily, just because there's a lot of uh, you know uh, deals out there still. But what we've seen is that the banks actually are not reporting all the the non-performing notes. So what we're going to be seeing um, later this year is that finally, um, the banks are going to be selling off all these assets. Right, so there's going to be a lot of foreclosures going into 2021, or later in 2021. Um, just in Texas, I think I heard a report last week that there's going to be about 250,000 foreclosures just in the state of Texas. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of people buying and selling, but again, the banks are not really reporting all the the ins and outs of what's actually happening. And we've been contacting banks. We have a, a system as well. And, yeah, we see that all their books are super clean, but because they're not able to report it, because if they were reported, they would be out of business. They they won't be able to actually, um, you know, operate if they had a, a lot of non-performing in their books. So we're going to see pretty much the same as, you know, 2008, you know, this year.
0: Wow. So you see a, a great opportunity for, for people in the space like you guys.
1: For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, what we, that's what we're forecasting, that's what we're seeing just by talking to different people in the industry, talking to um, other mortgage uh, mortgage note buyers, things like that. That's what, you know, we foresee because like you mentioned, all the rent abatements and foreclosure um, abatements, at some point that has to come to an end. Right. And a lot of people that aren't going to be able to come up with that money right away. And with the banks and these large hedge funds, they're they're not gonna sit on it. They're not gonna do what we do and sit there and have a individual conversation with people and try to get people back on track. Um, that it takes work. It takes for us and our team. It takes work for us to get on the phone with all these individuals and try to get them back on track. So, and the banks and they're like, no, we need to keep things moving because that's their that's their model. That's their that's how they their model is built different than ours. So.
0: Sure. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. You guys have provided a lot of value and shed light onto a, a, a subject that's pretty elusive that most people don't know about. So thank you so much for doing that. really appreciate it.
2: Thank you so much for having us. Dan. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I'm Dan Lukowitz. This has been another great episode of Dan on Top. Please subscribe, give us a five-star review, reach out if there's anything we can do. We're always here to help and provide value. Thanks so much.